Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides, and for the latest updates, information, and picks, you can follow me on Twitter at Professor Sides. Today is Tuesday, July 5th, 2022, and this episode covers all of today's Major League Baseball games. In case you're new here, I built a mathematical model for win probability, totals, hitter, and pitcher projections, and analyze weather data in order to make one side pick and one total pick. Whatever game it's played Monday through Sunday, though there are no Sunday shows. That doesn't mean I recommend you do the same as my goal in this episode is to share key information about today's games, give you a few things to think on, explain why the model or I like a certain play in order for you to come up with picks that you are comfortable with. I never recommend blindly tailing or fading any pick, but rather hear the justifications and thought processes to make sure you're fully on board with me or against me before investing your hard-earned money. Let's go through my plays. Remember that there are no locks in gambling, so I'll give you our loves, likes, and links to indicate my confidence level. With respect to scaling wagers, and as always, please remember that good and bad variants will occur. So as much as I'd like to say will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Yesterday was a fantastic start to the week. It's always much more fun when you build that cushion up, uh, you know, cherry on top with the A's, pulling that one off and, and making it look easy and getting the, the under in that game as well. Uh, it was a fun way there to finish that along with the Dodgers holding on for that two-run uh, victory. And, you know, I, I genuinely mean what I say here on the intro. I, I mean, hopefully, it, you know, I, I might have talked a few of you off of the Blue Jays yesterday just because the price was so big. And just, again, like I'm always saying, especially with these big money lane parlays, I hope you hear what I'm trying to say is that when we analyze these big favorites, if there's value and you want to throw them into a parlay, sure, that's your business. But my big push is if there's not value, you're adding more risk to the parlay than the payout that you're getting, and that doesn't make it a good investment. Hopefully, I saved a few of y'all not on the Blue Jays. Um, and if I talked a few in the, into the A's, even better. But if not, you know, just preventing a loss and just passing, nothing wrong with that. Sometimes these big favorite games, you just got to move on from them and not get too carried away. Uh, we got to, you know, win with the Dodgers and the Ashes, the big favorites, and avoided the Blue Jays. So, I mean, a, a perfect zig and zag there um, yesterday. Hopefully, we can keep that rolling today. And before we get to that slate, some reminders, please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free, and the only way is when you turn notifications on to ensure you don't miss any of the college basketball, MLB, or college football content that this channel provides. Share with a friend if you know others in the game. Hit me up on Twitter or drop a comment if you're on YouTube. I love those and try to respond to as many as I can. And just kind of your weekly reminder here, I always encourage everyone to have multiple sports books in your portfolio. You don't need 20. If you have 20, you know, you can really shop around. That's great. But at minimum, you know, three, maybe four sports books. You can shop around. You can find good odds. And every time you can save a nickel or a dime, um, that either prevents you from losing more or helps you win more. Always a good idea. I've got a few that I recommend that have good pricing for baseball games. That's the season we're in. Their links are in the show's description and they're on the website, www.pickswiththeprofessor.com slash sportsbooks. Today we have one late afternoon game, 410 Eastern first pitch. It'll be a 110 local start out in San Diego. A nice day if you're able to get off of work and head out to the ballpark. 73 degrees at start, 73 degrees at finish. With about a 10 mile an hour wind blowing across, so that shouldn't affect things too much. Early on in the game, it might be a little bit more out. Um, but if it's more across than out, it's going to have little effect. It's also to right field, which is going to... Um, probably be a little bit less of an impact. So not much of a win consideration in my opinion here. 
Two good pitchers, Logan Gilbert versus Mike Clevenger. Gilbert with a 266 ERA, Clevenger with a 279 ERA. Now, both those guys aren't as good as those ERAs, mainly because they're playing in pitcher-friendly ballparks. Both of their advanced metrics say their ERA should be around three and a half. Still both very good pitchers. Both of them get identical 90 ratings in my model. Again, remember, 100 is average, and the lower down you get, the better you get when you get to those upper 70s. That's the elite pitchers. Um, so two very good pitchers for sure against two offenses um, that aren't good. The model is dinging the Mariners offense for losing Winker. I mean, you know, we, we found out yesterday he, he was going to serve his suspension. So you'll see the Mariners offense drops a lot without him. It, it's a, it's a tough one to say, right? He's been terrible this season and we can't take that away, you know, but is he truly going to be that bad? In general, you know, anything is possible. But when we have historical data, taking two or three months of data is not the most predictive. We want to combine that with other data that we have in the past. So it's 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 a mixed bag with him, right? We don't think he'll be as bad as he's been, won't be as good as he was last year because his projection continues to get worse. So Kind of take that for what it's worth. The model's digging the Mariners' offense a little bit for it. I'm probably digging it a little bit less. I think it hurts a little, but it's probably more hurting rounding year. The model treats it as actually a ding. So you got to kind of figure out where you think the truth is in there. Again, my just my big encouragement is just remember that you know a lot of players have three bad months and then they they turn it around. So um, again, I'm not expecting him to win the second half MVP award, but. Um, Losing him probably still hurts a little bit. Again, I just think it's a smaller amount than the model does. Both these offenses below average at this point. Good relievers, good pitchers. I'm on the under here, under seven at plus odds. I think the total should be six and a half to seven. As in, I think if it's seven, I think we should be having to lay something like minus 120, minus 125. So I think there's pretty good value here at plus 103. It's kind of a B-plus pick there with regards to that under. Uh, the fact that it's a day game and the temperature is going to stay a little bit higher has me just a tiny bit concerned, doesn't quite get to an A-grade play. My main investments on the Mariners are plus 117. I think these odds are out of whack, just like they were yesterday. We got a big plus odds winner with the Mariners, the game that wasn't even close. And we talked yesterday about how Manaya is good, but can be kind of all or nothing. Um, he didn't have a very good start. And then the rest of those Padres relievers, um, you know, didn't look very good. A lot of the Padres' strength in the relief core has to do with the fact they've got a couple of guys who are, uh, you know, Nick Martinez, for instance, very mediocre as a starter, but as a bullpen pitcher, probably a little bit better, things like that. And you never really know how that's going to play out game to game. Um, they got down yesterday and just the Mariners never looked back. And, and I kind of think the same thing happens today in that I think the Mariners are just the better team here. Obviously, the Padres are at home, but this feels like a coin tossy type game. Yesterday felt like the Padres had a little bit of an edge, um, and we took the Mariners because the price was out of whack, but the Padres didn't have nearly as big of an edge as the odds indicated. This one feels like a straight-up coin toss. Plus 117 is fantastic value. The model really loves this Mariners team. Um, thinks that their record is not an indication of how good they are. I don't know what else there's to say other than when you have – even starting pitchers, the Mariners have a better bullpen. Neither offense is very good. You shouldn't be getting number like plus 117 even on the road. Anything can happen in this game. So that's fantastic value. Doesn't mean the Mariners do win. It just means I think they got a really good chance to do it again.
And I love these odds here at plus 117, so it's an A-grade pick for me to go with that B-grade under 7. 640 Eastern first pitch. Mets at the Reds. Warm one in Cincinnati. We're going to be 90 degrees to start, low 80s to close. A slight breeze out to left, probably shifting to more across as we move along. And a 45% chance of rain kind of at the start and finish. So some showers we'll have to keep an eye on there. Return of Max Scherzer. The rain has me a little bit concerned about this. Definitely one where if you're backing the Mets like I am today, you want to make sure you hit that selected button. Um, not you don't want action on this game. Who knows what this rain? This wouldn't be a. It wouldn't be crazy if this if this game gets delayed any. It wouldn't be crazy if I was the Mets to just say we're not going to mess with Max Scherzer today. We're going to have him for tomorrow. You don't want him to get out, or if they think there's a delay coming. Um, so that would obviously change the handicap of this one. So just something to keep in, in the back of your mind there when you're, when you're placing your wagers there. You want Max to go or else this, you want to know action on this one, of course, um, if you're backing the Mets. So who knows what the weather's going to do, something to keep an eye on. Um, Nick Lodolo has not pitched well in his three outings, a 550 ERA, but the advanced metrics say his ERA should be closer to the upper threes than the mid fives. So I still have Lodolo as an above-average pitcher. Two really good pitchers here. Obviously, Scherzer's fantastic. Scherzer's getting a little bit of a ding in his projection just because he hasn't pitched um, in a while. That drops him down just a little bit on the projection. You never really know what's going to happen in that first start back. So if if he comes out fully fine, ready to go, he's even better than the model thinks he is, which could happen. Again, you just never quite know with that first start back. Two good pitchers, warm day. It makes the total a really tough call. I think nine's priced pretty well. I'll go under nine mainly because the odds of minus 101 are better than the odds of going under. But I think this number's pretty spot on here. If it was me, I probably would make this under nine minus 115. So a tiny bit of value here. But in that park with a warmer night, as good as Scherzer is, each each of these pitchers, and again, as I think Lodolo is pretty good too. These pitchers can easily give up a few home runs, and this game could get to nine in a hurry. So not an under I'm very confident in, uh, but the model does think that these pitchers are good enough that under nine is probably a slightly better play than over. But just a lean there, it's a tough one to peg. I think it's priced really well. And I'm on the Mets at minus 197. It's an A pick. It's an A minus pick. The odds are really on that border. For sure, if this gets to minus, if you're looking at minus 200, that drops to a B pick. It's just too much investment. For the fact that baseball is random, it's not a situation. If the model spit out a number like Mets minus 250, then sure, I'm saying absolutely we want to be as much on the Mets as we can. Um, but at this point, the model says minus 213. So 197 is really just right there on the border of an A and a B pick. I went A pick here specifically because, again, the model is dinging Scherzer for that first start back. He's the type of pitcher that that might not have as quite as much of an effect on. And if so, again, he's better than the model is projecting him. And in that world, the Mets probably should be more like minus 220 to 230. And now we've got enough value to make it an A play. But it's really on the border for me, all about the price. If this gets down to the low 190s or even to the 180s for the Mets, absolutely a great play. If it's up into the low 200s, it drops to a B pick. So it kind of just depends on the price, kind of depends on how you feel about Scherzer. Either way, this Mets offense is really good. and But Lodolo's a solid pitcher, so it's not a situation where I think the Mets can easily go out and score seven runs tonight. They have the advantages. To me, it's just about the price. I'm going Mets A grade at minus 197, but again, A minus pick 
for me, the odds are just a little too high for me to truly love it. 640 Eastern, first pitch, Angels at the Marlins, Noah Syndergaard versus our boy Sandy for the Mets, who has been obviously fantastic, a 195 ERA. Advanced metrics, though, say it should be more in the low threes. So his strength comes in the fact of what you saw, I can't remember if it was last game or the game before, where he went a full nine innings. They did give up three runs, but I mean, for most teams, if you could say, yeah, I'll just have one guy throw nine innings, give up three runs, most managers would take that because of the variability of bullpens. It saves the bullpens for the next game. Most managers would be thrilled with that. And so, uh, Sandy, again, he continues to rise in the rankings. Um, and not much else to say. Again, I don't think he's as good as the ERA is, but as I've been saying before, obviously, he's a very good pitcher, and his length is just a real differentiating factor for him, how deep he's going into ball games. Thor for the Angels, pitching fairly well. Upper three ERA, advanced metrics line up pretty well with that. Projects to be good, not great. Obviously, not quite the same pitcher he was before, but a solid pitcher. Model says the Marlins should be a minus 129 favorite. So right now there's no value on either side. I think this game with regards to the teams is priced very well, which I haven't said that a lot lately. There have been more edges on sides here in the last, uh, you know, three or four days, it feels like. Uh, but I think this one's priced really well. I'll take a flyer on the Marlins at minus 136. Mainly we've been fading Sandy so much because the model's saying, like, we know he's good, but it's just like he can only matter so much. So at this point with it saying no edge, I'll be on the Marlins side. But at these prices – it's really hard to find value. So I'll take a flyer on the Marlins at minus 136, just a C-grade lean there. But I really love this total. Definitely think this total should be six and a half and maybe even six. As crazy as that sounds, the Marlins offense is bad. One of the, it just it, it feels like it's getting worse. Um, the rating now is in the low, in, in, in the upper 70s against righties. They actually project a little bit worse because they're such a right-handed heavy team. The Angels offense is just average, and obviously they're going to have a hard time struggling against as good of a pitcher as they're facing here. I, I don't think I would hang a number of six if I was you know, making these numbers myself, but a number like six probably makes more sense than anything else. We have seen more runs in this Marlins park this year than usual, but it's still a pitcher-friendly park, just not quite as extreme as it was. This is all about the fact that you've got a good pitcher in Syndergaard versus a bad offense in the Marlins. And anytime uh, our boy Sandy there is throwing, an under never seems like a bad idea, especially as long as it's not six and a half. I'd still go under six and a half. I just wouldn't like it as much because that push protection on seven means so much. But I love under seven. I love that it's minus 110. We don't have to have any juice on it. This Angels offense, again, is not good. I, I, I would not be surprised to see another complete game here because you have a situation where you got to bear down for those three good hitters, and otherwise you can just kind of roll through it. I'm not saying I'm predicting a complete game. I'm just saying it's not something that's out of the realm of possibility. If you're looking in the player prop market, a lot of times those player props are all about how deep you think a pitcher's going to go. I think we're going to get a lot of innings here. Um probably from both starters, to be honest, uh, at least relative to how how many Thor's gone. I think he can actually throw more as well. I don't think we'll see a lot of the bullpens, which is good. The Angels bullpen isn't good. I don't see many runs under 7, A grade on that one. 7 to 5 Eastern first pitch, Nats at the Phillies. A warm one in Philly will be in the low 80s to start, upper 70s to close. About a 50% rain coverage, so we'll have to keep an eye on the weather there over in Philadelphia. The wind's blowing out. 
to center field or right center by the end of the game over 10 miles an hour. So going to give a little bit of boost to the bats because it's a little bit warm, not hot, a little bit warm, and the wind blowing out. Going to be a hitter-friendly night, assuming again the rain stays away. And hitter-friendly pitchers, Espino and Sanchez, neither one of these guys are that good. Espino does have a 280 ERA on the season, but he's been more of a reliever slash he'll start and go a few innings. He's not a guy who's uh, going to go overly deep into the game. And the advanced metrics say his ERA should be in the low fours. So at best, he's average and he's not going to go deep. And he's going to turn it over to a truly terrible Nationals bullpen. Sanchez for the Phillies, kind of the same story, um, even fewer innings, a 460 ERA, but the advanced metrics in the low fours, basically like Espino, neither pitcher, again, is anything to write home about, and neither one's going to go deep. The Phillies bullpen at least is mediocre. Both offenses are below average. Probably an ugly baseball game, unless you're a fan of uh, you know either one of these teams. Probably not a game you want to be invested in with your eyeballs. Total's nine and a half. The model spits out a number of 11. I'm going over nine and a half, only a B grade though, rather than an A grade, mainly because that nine and a half number, it's, it's just a lot. Um, if I get over nine, A grade for sure. Nine and a half, I still like the over. I think over is the right side. Um, again, you got some, some boost to the bats off the hitters. You got a lot of relievers who are going to throw in this game that aren't very good, in my opinion. Um, the issue is the offenses just aren't that good. So I, I just can't go A grade on this over because I just don't, think much of either one of these offenses and the depth in these offenses and that depth matters. The depth is what's going to get you to big innings. Um, you know, we can get the couple guys at the bottom lineup rolling over to the top and all of a sudden you could put up a four spot. There probably will be a four spot in this game because the pitching so bad, but with better offenses, you feel confident you're going to get multiple of those. So I'd like the over just offenses aren't good enough for me to love it. And with regards to the side, I'm on the Phillies at minus 155. It's an A-grade pick for me. The model says Phillies minus 214. The model thinks that the Phillies offense has a solid edge over the Nationals. The bullpen, a huge edge. Starting pitchers are probably a wash, but the model actually thinks that Sanchez is a better pitcher than Espino. Not sure how much I buy that. That seems a little bit off to me. So if you just ask me, the model saying Phillies minus 214, I think that's a little high. I probably would make it more like minus 190, but either way, at minus 190, there's a ton of value here. We've been fading the Nationals a lot lately. It's been working out pretty well. I think this Nationals team is just truly terrible. So I'm on the Phillies here. I think the price is way too low. A great pick for me on this one. Kind of reminds me of the Mets game yesterday where I, we were getting numbers in the minus 150 area, but I felt like it should be a lot closer to minus 200. Think kind of the same thing here. Philly's just not great, but much better than this Nationals team. And at home, number doesn't make a lot of sense. A great pick for me in the Phillies, and I'll be on the over, but because it's nine and a half, only a B grade in that one. 705 Eastern first pitch Rangers at the Orioles. A wild ending there yesterday. Today will be in the low 80s to start, around 80 to close. Also rain in the area, around 50% coverage. So something else to keep an eye on there. Winds are going out to left center in the 5 to 10 mile an hour range. So it kind of like the previous game, a little bit of a boost to the bats. Not a ton, but a little bit. Spencer Howard versus Austin Voss. Spencer Howard is terrible. 12-15 uh, ERA for the season, only in six and two-thirds innings. Advanced metrics say it should be around seven. Probably doesn't mean much in six innings, but projects to have an ERA around six. One of the worst pitchers who still pulls into my database as a starting pitcher based off the criteria that I've given it. 
versus Austin Voth, who doesn't pull in as a starting pitcher. He's kind of right on the borderline there. I'm kind of treating this as a bullpen game for them. The Orioles' bullpen is fairly average. Voth is a starting pitcher, fairly average. Not great. Probably won't go deep. But the fact that he doesn't have to go deep probably gives him a little bit of a boost because he's only going to be asked to go maybe three or four innings. So kind of treating this as a generic bullpen game here for the Orioles. That's probably what it'll turn out to be for the Rangers. I don't see Howard going deep, but knowing that we're going to get at least a full turn through the lineup for the Orioles against the worst pitcher who will pitch in this game and Spencer Howard, barring some weird, we're throwing, you know, our left fielder in the ninth inning. To me, gives the Orioles a bit of an advantage here. Neither offense is great. I do think the Rangers' offense is better, probably offset by the fact that the Orioles are at home. Just a huge pitching edge, again, though, going against Spencer Howard. I'm on the Orioles at minus 106 with an A grade. The model says minus 124. Treating this as a coin toss game is a real insult, in my opinion, to the Orioles, and a lot of confidence in Spencer Howard, who has never looked good, has always been a guy who's had some hype, and it's, it's never been justified, in my opinion. I don't see how you don't say that the Orioles are at least a 53% win probability, which is what you get for home field. Um, Yes, the Rangers offense is better, but they're giving that all back in the starting pitcher. So if you just said that's a wash, you got to go to 53% win probability. And that still gives you value on the Orioles at minus 106. I love the Orioles here. As long as the odds don't get too high. Um, Again, it's always about price. Always have to keep it back in your mind, but uh Again, the model gives out minus 124. That's a 55.4% win probability. That seems about right because I do think while the Rangers offense is a little bit better than the Orioles, the mismatch here pitching-wise probably actually makes that overall a benefit to the Orioles so it bumps them from that 53 to 55% win probability. Number, again, treating this as a coin toss doesn't make any sense to me. I love the Orioles here, A grade there. And I'll go over nine and a half on the game. Model spits out a number of ten and a half. Just not a lot of confidence in this one, though. Only a lean. Again, it's hard to go over nine and a half. That juice isn't exciting. I might rather go over ten if you can get like a plus 105 or even maybe even even money then this juice over nine and a half, just personally, if you're shopping around, you have that option. Or if you wait throughout the day and see what happens, it's not a market I I, I want to enter into right now. Again, either it goes to 10, you get better odds or the odds go down. I think over is the side here, but it's just not one I love. That's why I'd rather have the, the plus odds because again, I don't think anything is Spencer Howard, but there's a world where I can see him throwing three innings, giving up, three runs and then them saying, okay, you're done and going to the bullpen Rangers bullpen, very mediocre, but I mean, the Orioles offense isn't great. And then the Rangers bullpen giving it maybe one more run and the Orioles only score four for the day. And at that point getting to 10 is going to be unlikely. So it, it's, it's, I think Howard gets hit around. I think there's enough bullpen guys in this that somebody gets hit around, but there's just too much variability with not knowing exactly what's happening with these pitchers for me to love going over a number like nine and a half, especially with these odds. Like I said, I'd wait around and see what happens on this one. I'd really like if I could go over nine. I don't see that happening at this point, though. I think it's priced pretty well. A lot of these totals, I think, are kind of honing in on. They're kind of figuring out. Early on in the season, we took advantage of the totals and how off that market was. We recognized pretty early that the new ball was making it under-friendly. And now, as the numbers have adjusted and the weather's warmed up, totals have been a lot harder to peg, in my opinion. The prices are getting pretty accurate. 
So a lot of leans here just to lean on this one. I think the main play in my mind that you should be looking at is the Orioles, especially in those odds, especially under the minus 110 number. Just fantastic value there on Baltimore, in my opinion. 7.05 start time in Pittsburgh with the Yankees coming to town. It'll be a nice night there, 85 degrees to start, 80 degrees to close. Only about a 20% chance of rain, so hopefully we can avoid any issues with that. Wind will be blowing mostly across in the 5 to 10 mile an hour range. So a little boost to the bats with the slightly warmer night, but not much for the win. Jameis Italian versus Jose Quintana. Uh, two pitchers who kind of are what their ERAs are. Both are pretty solid. Italian has a 332 ERA. Advanced metrics say mid-threes. Jose Quintana with a 343 ERA. Advanced metrics say just above three and a half. Both these guys are solid. They're pretty good. Obviously, the Yankees have a huge edge with regards to the um, offense. They obviously have a huge edge with regards to the bullpen. The Yankees are more likely to win this game than not. That's undeniable, even on the road. But given that the starting pitching matchup is close, slight edge to the Yankees, and given the fact that the game's in Pittsburgh, the model says the prices of minus 200 for the Yankees don't make a lot of sense. I'm on the Pirates at plus 194 with a B-grade pick. The model says the number should be minus 171. We've backed the Yankees a lot this year. It's been really profitable. But again, I mentioned this a lot lately. The prices in the Yankees are just really getting out of hand. I was looking at my overall ratings for teams, and I have the Dodgers, Yankees, and Astros all about the same in terms of how good they are. Dodgers, are the, I have them as the best team. Um, and then it's the Yankees and it's the Astros. But there's not a huge difference. But the Yankees are being priced like they're going to win 130 games this year. And the Astros are being priced like they're going to win 95 to 100. And maybe the Yankees are a little bit better than the Astros, but, but not by that much. It, it's kind of confusing. We're at this weird point where I thought we all realized as a baseball community, I thought we all realized that the Yankees and Astros were insanely good. And trying to say one team is drastically better than the other was foolish, especially given the Astros' success they've had against the Yankees. You think they're, again, they're pretty close. And like I keep saying, like a dream ALCS, how good those teams are just for baseball just as a fan, just watching that be, would be fantastic. And yet again, the Yankees are just being priced like they're that much better. It's just surprising to me. The Yankees are really good, don't get me wrong. But this price on the road without a huge starting pitcher edge surprises me. This type of number here at minus 215-ish that I'm seeing for the Yankees would be justified on the road only if they had a huge starting pitcher edge. And they don't. Um, at home, absolutely. If this game was in New York, absolutely I'd lay minus 220 with the Yankees in a heartbeat. But on the road, again, Tyon's good, but Quintana's pretty good too. And he hasn't really led up this year. He's been pretty consistently solid. Quintana went on the road and beat the Dodgers early this year. I think he's got a chance here, at least a puncher's chance. So plus 194 on the Pirates offers a lot of value. Kind of reminds me of that A's-Blue Jays game last night. Odds aren't as extreme, but to me, it's either Pirates or pass. If you want to pass, that's totally respectable. Uh, but I just think the odds are just too steep for there to be value in the Yankees. I'm looking for when there's value in the Yankees. It's worked well for us. Whenever we can find more value, I'm going to jump all over it. Anytime the model says there's Yankees edge, I feel like it's like an automatic A grade because anytime the model sees value there, it's usually really onto something. As it is, though, the Yankees are just being priced too high, in my opinion. So be great pick for me on the Pirates, plus 194. And the total, again, I think is priced really well. The model spits out exactly nine. I'll take a flyer on the under, even though it's minus 116, just to lean. It's really just flip a coin off this one. I think the I'm taking the under simply because I think both pitchers are decent, can go deep and can keep this at like three to two in the seventh inning. And then at that point, it's just hold on. And I think the under's got a shot. 
Um, I think Quintana is good enough to limit the damage that the Yankees offense does. And obviously I think Tony can hold the Pirates bats in check. So I think under is probably the smarter side, but again, I think it's priced really well. So just a link for me on that under. And again, that big flyer on the Pirates. See if they can hang in there and make it fun. What you might want to look first five on, depending on the odds. Personally, I haven't had a lot of success in the first five market. So it's one that's just easier to be consistent and not stress about it because then I overthink which way I should go with it or whatever. And and when you're modeling this stuff out, it's the edges are so similar that it's kind of rounding air until you get to the whole season. And so rather than mess with that, it's just easier for me to take full game, take the bigger plus odds. But first five, maybe not a bad place to play in here, especially considering that there will be a pretty big drop off from Quintana to that Pirates bullpen, which thankfully the model is starting to realize is not very good. So it might be something else to think about there in Pittsburgh. 710 start time guardians at the Tigers. A warm one in Detroit. We're going to start off almost 90 degrees. We're going to close still in the low 80s. The winds will be blowing out to left center to start and shifting towards right field at about 10 miles an hour. So definitely some help to the bats there. Guardians will throw Cal Quantrill. Such a good season, 372 ERA. The advanced metrics say he's benefited by a little bit of luck, though. He projects to be just average. Drew Hutchison for the Tigers doesn't pull in as a starting pitcher, so I'm treating this as a bullpen game for them. Model says Guardians minus 150. We've had some edges on the Guardians. It's like the model has now converged to the Guardians are good, maybe not as good as it thought it was, as good as it thought they were. Uh, couldn't get on the right side of either game yesterday as a doubleheader. That was a little disappointing. I still think there's value in the Guardians, but just not as much as it was. Minus 148. I'm giving it a B grade. It's really on the edge here. It's lost. I mean, once you get to minus 150, it's definitely down to a C pick. Uh, so, I mean, it's really, it's a B minus grade on the Guardians. It's simply the fact that I still can't get over the fact that the Guardians offense is a lot better than the Tigers offense. Their bullpen's better than the Tigers bullpen. Now they got a starting pitcher who's decent. Um, and that's probably the best you could hope for from Hutchison. So, I mean, I just think there's too many edges on the Guardians here. It's a B pick. I think the Guardians win. The odds, though, just are not very valuable. If you know, if we can get like a minus 120, a minus 130, you know you're talking A pick on the Guardians despite yesterday and how they let us down. But the, the price is fairly high. So it's a, like I said, it's a B minus pick for me on the Guardians. I like them, but that number just isn't great. With regards to the total, I'll go under nine. I can't have a lot of confidence in it, though, given the weather. The Tigers offense, not good. Both bullpens are above average, but when you have 10 mile hour winds blowing out and temperatures in the mid to upper 80s to start, it's 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 one you, you have to be a little bit nervous that you're going to be something like 4-2 in the third inning, and then you're thinking, I mean, under isn't dead, but it ain't looking good. So not what I have a lot of confidence on. It's just a, the wrong crisscross combination of things. I think nine's the right number. At eight and a half, I'd try over. At nine and a half, I'd love the under, but at nine, I think it's priced pretty right. So I'll take a lean on the under but not one I'm going to be heavily invested in. 710 first pitch raise at the Red Sox. Mid-70s to start, about 70 degrees to close. Rain in the area and getting more likely as the night moves on. The wind will be blowing across at about 10 miles an hour, so it'll be a little windy, but shouldn't affect things too much. Jeffrey Springs versus Nick Pavetta. Springs has been pretty fantastic, of course. 225 ERA, advanced metrics. It should be about a run higher than that, but still pretty good at three, you know, in the low in the low threes. Projects to be 
a little above average, getting a little bit of a ding. The model still doesn't think he's going to go too deep. Of course, he has shown that ability. Nick Pavetta, Nick Pavetta for the Red Sox, a good year and continues to pitch really well. A low three ERA. The advanced metrics only think it should be about a half run higher. He's showing some length as well. I mean, the Red Sox have to be thrilled with what they're getting out of Nick Pavetta for sure. His rating continues to improve. Model continues to be a little bit more of a believer each time he goes out there. Red Sox offense is better. Red Sox relievers, the model says better. I don't know. It's probably a wash. Neither one of these relief cores are anything that I'm excited about personally. Uh, the starting pitchers will be the best pitchers in this game, and so you get to you know potentially the eighth or ninth inning. The rest of the relievers aren't very good in my opinion. Model says Red Sox minus 137. I'll take the Red Sox minus 119 with an A-grade pick. Got the A-grade winner yesterday. In a game that the Red Sox could have scored 10 by themselves, all the runners they left on base, they really dominated that game yesterday. I think today's kind of a similar story. I think Springs is a solid pitcher. But, again, I think Pavetta's probably a little bit better. Red Sox offense is better at home. Minus 119 doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I think this number that the model spits out of minus 137 is pretty accurate, in my opinion. So I trust that number. A grade pick for me on the Red Sox at anything in the low minus 120s or better. Upper minus 120s to low minus 130s, that'd be a B grade pick. And the model says the total should be 9.1, so I'll take under 9.5 with a B-grade pick. I like that we can go under 9.5. I think 9 is a very likely outcome on this one, and so a B-grade for me there. Can't get to an A-grade, though. Fenway is just a header-friendly ballpark, and again, if too much of these bullpens are involved, runs could happen in a hurry. So I, I like this under, especially at 9.5. I think it's good value here, but can't quite get to an A-grade, especially in that park. 7.20 start time, Cardinals at the Braves. Upper 80s to start, low 80s to close. Some chance of rain again, so lots of rain around the country. I have to keep an eye on throughout the day. Winds will be blowing in, but well below 5 miles an hour, so really no breeze to speak of there. Just a warm night to help the bats out. Andre Palante versus Ian Anderson. Palante, good results so far, 210 ERA, but the advanced metrics say it should be about 4. He's one that's probably not going to give a lot of length, so a Below average starting pitcher in my mind. There's a chance he can potentially outperform his metrics if they're only telling him to go hard for a few innings. But in general, trying to figure out who's going to do that is kind of like a fool's errand in my opinion. So I'm going to trust the fact that I don't really think he's that good. Anderson, better than the 531 ERA. Model thinks that he's league average. Advanced metrics say it should be in the mid four. So really nothing right home about a guy we've talked a lot about. Very up and down. The point being, the reason I'm on the Cardinals isn't about the starting pitchers. I think Anderson's a better starting pitcher, despite the fact that I'm well aware that his ERA is three points higher and we're almost halfway through the season. It's about the fact that the Cardinals offense – Against If this was lefty versus lefty, I'd say these two offenses are about equal. But righty versus righty, I think the Cardinals have an edge in the offense. Bullpens are about the same. I think the Braves are getting a little bit too much credit here. The model says Braves minus 113. That's basically home field advantage. And that makes sense to me because I think the bullpens are a wash. And I think Anderson being a better pitcher probably offsets the edge that the Cardinals have on offense. I think 53% makes a lot of sense. So I'm on the Cardinals at plus 129. It's an A grade pick. It's an A minus pick. This is at the literal cut point of where I want to be for it to be an A grade. I'd really like plus 130 as an A grade, but I, I can do it at plus 129, but we're about run out here. 
once you get down to plus 125, it's down to a B grade pick. Anything in the um, you know, low the upper plus one tens and the low plus one twenties would be great. So about as low as I want to go on the odds here, but it's it's just enough value to get to an A grade pick for me on this one. I think it's a coin tossy type game. Again, Braves with a slight edge at home field, but I think if anything can happen here, good plus odds. Take a chance with the dog here and the Cardinals. With regards to the total, I'll go under nine and a half. I like the minus one oh two, but that park we've talked about just runs can happen in a hurry there. And so it's, it's a pretty similar situation uh, to last night. Uh, starting pitchers here, a little bit worse. And so I just I can't be that confident in the end of nine and a half in that part with a warm night. But I think nine and a half is a, a scotch too high. I like the minus 102, so I'll take that for a C-grade pick. 810 Eastern, first pitch Cubs at the Brewers. A wild ending there yesterday uh, inside the park home run that didn't actually – Help the Cubs win. Kyle Hendricks tonight versus Jason Alexander. Hendricks with a 476 ERA. Advanced metrics line up pretty well with that. Projects to be slightly below average. Alexander, a 382 ERA. Advanced metrics say it should be about a run higher. I think Hendricks is the better pitcher in here, but it's kind of a rounding error type thing. I don't think either one of these guys is very good. But I'm still on the under 8.5 with the B-grade pick. I know it's a header-friendly ballpark, and I just talked about I don't love these pitchers, but these offenses just aren't that good, and the bullpens are pretty solid. Yesterday had lots of extra inning runs and still couldn't get to the to the number when we had that A grade under there. I think it's kind of a similar situation here. I'd rather have under nine, but I just don't think these offenses are good enough to get us to nine here. Under eight and a half, it's a B grade under. I like the under. Um, I just was hoping for nine. If you can get nine, that's an A grade uh, just because you get that push protection. But I still think under is the right play here. Just don't need to be invested that third unit personally. With regards to the side, I think it's priced really well, kind of like yesterday. I think the I think the odds makers are, are pricing these two teams pretty spot on here in this series. Model says Brewers minus 136. So I'll take the Brewers at minus 134, but there's just not a lot of value. So I kind of just I'll take a flyer on the Brewers, but I, I don't think they're that much better than the Cubs in general. The biggest strength they have over the Cubs is their starting pitchers are so much better. Those starting pitchers aren't playing tonight. So if Woodruff gets going again, if Peralta comes back, y'all know I love Ashby, um, obviously Burns. Uh, you know, those guys are going. The Cubs don't have a lot of starting pitching at this point. So that's where the Brewers have their edge over the Cubs. And that's why they're so much better than them in, in the standings. It's not that, I mean, their offense is better because that Cubs offense is just garbage. But the Brewers' offense isn't that great. The Cubs' relievers are solid. I mean, the biggest edge they have is, of course, Hayter um, at, at the back end. Anytime you have that guy, you have an edge, you know, in the ninth inning, right? But the starting pitchers, those guys aren't pitching tonight. So it's not like the Brewers are should be favored by that much here, and they aren't. So I think it's priced really well. I'll take a flyer on the Brewers. But at these prices, it's hard to be too invested. 18 Eastern first pitch, Royals at the Astros. Zach Grinke versus Luis Garcia. Grinke with a 438 ERA. The underlying metrics say maybe it should be a little bit higher, but not by much. At this point, Grinke is nothing but an average pitcher. Versus Luis Garcia, who is above average, a 354 ERA. Probably not quite that good. Probably more it should be about a you know a quarter of a run higher. Still a very good pitcher. Astros have a huge edge on offense and a huge edge. In relief, the model says the Astros should be a minus 262 favorite. So I'm on the Astros with another A-grade play at minus 225. I just think they're not being priced like they should be. 
And again, I, the model does not like the Royals. So this is partially about the Ashes, partially about the Royals. Royals had their chance yesterday, um, just couldn't get it done. And, and that's the thing is their bullpen isn't good. The Ashes offense is. And so I'm not sure if the Ashes will score off a of Greeky. Um, you never know with Greeky. He's, he's wildly like a fox, but he ain't going to go that deep. And then you're going to go to those bad Royals relievers, and the Astros shouldn't have any trouble scoring off of them just like they did yesterday. So there's just too many ways the Astros win this game. Minus 225 is a gift. It's just too low. You can look run line. Run line wouldn't have worked yesterday. Again, run line's a market that I tend to not play in. I haven't had a lot of success there. Um, the Dodgers are, again, kind of the one exception to that. We'll talk about them again later tonight. So you can look run line and try to save yourself on the odds. But, again, the Astros being the home team, I don't mind laying a number like minus 225 just because I think there's value. Value's value no matter what the number is, big minus or big plus. So a great pick on the Astros. On the total, I'll go under eight at minus 102. I just, I think under's the right side. Royals offense isn't good. I don't think they score off Garcia. I don't think they can really score off the Astros bullpen. It's just this Astros offense can get going in a hurry. And so I like the minus 102. I really wanted to get this to a B grit. I really did. Especially at minus 102. But that Astros offense can just score so quickly. It's just hard to be that confident and under with them. And it's just hard to go over. And like I said, I just don't trust the Royals to score. They might have did yesterday, but I think Garcia is a better pitcher than Odorisi. And so I just I think under I think eight's a pretty good number. I like I, I'm leaning under, but again, one I think is really tough to peg, in my opinion. 18 first pitch twins at the White Sox. A nice night in Chicago, temperature-wise, will be in the mid-70s most of the night, but above a 50% chance to rain up to about 75%. So definitely something to keep an eye on there. The winds will be blowing kind of in, kind of across from left field at about five miles an hour. So maybe a little help to the pitchers, but probably not. Biggest thing here where they can give out is the rain and how that might affect tonight. Doesn't look great, in my opinion. If it happens, Chris Archer versus Michael Kopech. Archer not nearly as good as that 308 ERA. Advanced metrics say it should be about five. So I have him as a well below average starting pitcher. I know he's had good results at smoke and mirrors. It's just a matter of time. I don't know if it's going to be tonight, but it's coming, and he's going to get hit around at some point. Um, he, he, he get just a lot of luck for Archer. And Kopech isn't drastically different at 278 area, but the advanced metrics say it should be in the low four. So maybe not quite as much smoke and mirrors, but still a lot of them. I don't think much of either one of these starting pitchers. I think they're both overvalued. That said, I'm on the under. I think nine and a half is too high. I think nine is the right number for this one. Last night's game, I really liked the over. I thought it was a good over spot. And we needed extra innings and a lot of runs in extra innings just to get to a push. I can't go to an A grade, though, because what I just said about the starting pitchers. I still think nine is the right number, but given the fact that both these starting pitchers have overperformed makes me real hesitant to go too hard on the under because I, I just, I never want to feel like I'm, I never, I, if I take the most simplistic look at a game and say, what would someone who's doing four minutes of research on, but doesn't really understand what's happening with baseball do what that person's going to do is they're going to say, Ooh, pitcher with a 308 ERA, pitcher with a 270 ADRA, 
nine and a half, I'm going under. And I'm like, I'm just leery of being on that. That doesn't mean that doesn't work all the time, right? Even a bad gambler is going to win, you know, 40, 45% of the time easily. And even the best, you know, with minus 110 odds, even the best don't get to 60%, you know, over any considerable amount of time. So it's not to say that that side can't work. I'm just a little bit hesitant with that third unit being on the like, oh, look, these guys have good ERA side because I'm just not sure how good they are. So I, 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 I think nine and a half is too high. Full stop. I think it should be nine. That's why I'm on the under. But I'm just a little bit hesitant because I just don't trust either one of these starting pitchers. With regards to the side, I think it's priced pretty well. The model says minus 126 for the White Sox. That's squarely in between where it's priced at right now. I'll take the White Sox at minus 133. I think Kopech's better than Archer by a decent amount. Um, the White Sox bullpen, a lot better with Hendricks in. Didn't help them last night uh, as they gave up whatever it was, three, four runs. Four runs in the in the top of the 10th. But it does does get a lot better with Hendricks in there. So I'll take the White Sox. I don't think it's I don't think it's priced such that there's a lot of value though at minus 133. Giants at the Diamondbacks. We go in there at 940 Eastern. Alex Wood versus Tyler Gilbert. Y'all know I love Alex Wood. He's got a 503 ERA, but the advanced metrics say it should be more than a run and a half better than that. I project him to be pretty good. Giants offense is much better than the Diamondbacks offense. Diamondbacks offense is weaker against lefties. So as bad as their offense is, it gets worse against lefties. Of course, the Giants offense gets worse against lefties too as their as their offense becomes just average against the left-handed starting pitcher. Giants will have the edge with regards to relievers. They have a huge edge with regards to the starter. The model says Giants minus 182 in this one. There's no line out as of yet at the one book that I'm using here for official grading purposes. But based off what I've seen at other books, I'll probably be on the Giants here. And it's probably about a B pick. Obviously, who knows what the odds are, so I'll tweet that out. But I probably like the Giants in this one. Wood is just a lot better than Gilbert, in my opinion. Gilbert has a 788 ERA, only 16 innings, but he doesn't project to be good. He's definitely one of the weaker pitchers in my database. Model says the total should be nine. We'll see what the number is, and I'll tweet out a play later and add that to the Google Sheet. 940 Eastern, first pitch, Blue Jays at the A's. Kind of a normal night in Oakland, mid-60s, mid-upper 60s to start, low 60s to close. A slight breeze out, just kind of like it always is. You say Kikuchi versus A.G. Martinez. Y'all know I'm not a Kikuchi fan. His 474 ERA lines up pretty well with his advanced metrics, a below-average pitcher at this point. Had a good outing. It was either last time or two times ago. I can't remember. Um, and bad pitchers sometimes have good outings, but I'm not a believer whatsoever. Adrian Martinez also projects to be below average. I don't think much of either one of these starting pitchers. I don't think too much of either one of these bullpens, but shockingly enough, the A's bullpen now rates better than the Blue Jays' bullpen does. Huge edge to the Blue Jays, obviously, on offense. But being on the road, model says the Blue Jays should only be a minus 136 favorite. So I'll be on the A's again tonight. Minus 180 for the Blue Jays just is insane. Again, it's kind of like last night. doesn't mean the Blue Jays don't win. I think the Blue Jays do. But it's a situation where the odds just don't justify it because you never know with baseball. Nobody – look, let's be honest. right? Nobody really thought the A's were going to win last night. And like I said, I like Manoa. I thought he was good. I just thought he was overvalued. And the idea isn't so much like I go into it thinking the A's are going to win. I go into it thinking – 
anything can happen. And if they play this game a bunch of times, the A's don't lose all of them. They win enough of those games in order to be justifiable as this is a good payout investment. And it's kind of the same thing I see tonight. It's either A's or pass, in my opinion. I'm on the A's at plus 166. I'm comfortable putting that third unit on it. I think this is a coin tossy type game. I think, you know, the the, the model kind of loved the Blue Jays last weekend, and it model got it handed to them. And I, I, it's kind of turning around and just saying, like, hey, this Blue Jays team is good, but but not great. This is priced as if they're great, and they're not. They're not at that level of the Yankees and the Astros and the Dodgers. They just aren't. So plus 166 offers incredible value. Again, the Blue Jays are more likely than not to win. But the advantage that they have on offense is the only advantage they have in this game. The model thinks that Martinez is actually a better starting pitcher than Kikuchi. The model thinks the A's bullpen is better. And the A's are at home, which, again, even though there's no fans, still probably may not help the A's. probably hurts the Blue Jays a little bit, right? Talk about travel. It affects the players on either the first day of the travel or the second day. Maybe by tomorrow, right? Maybe that's a different story. Maybe the Blue Jays, the you know, now it's maybe more like a neutral environment. They're kind of set up. They're there. It's not a lot of fans for the A's. Still a chance for some travel issues here, which is the, the wear on the bodies. A big park. Some multiple balls last night that were hit fairly well that were warning track fly balls that would have been home runs in Toronto, but are outs in Oakland. I'm on the A's at plus 166, A grade pick. I think they got a decent chance to win this one, a better chance than last night. doesn't mean they do. It just means in the long run, I think these are the types of games we want to be invested in. So I'll take that flyer there on the A's. Hopefully they can pull it out again. Total totals priced pretty well at eight. I, I, I'm comfortable going under eight and a half because if the total is eight and a half, what that tells me is people are saying, oh, these two starting pitchers are bad. And that's true, but it's a huge pitcher's ballpark. And so at eight and a half, I say, look, it's too much of a pitcher's ballpark. That's too much. I'm going under at seven and a half. I think people are saying it's a huge pitcher's ballpark and they aren't realizing how bad these two starting pitchers are. I'm comfortable going over eight. I think is the right number. I'll take a flyer on the over. The model says 8.1, 8.2. I think eight spot on though. So if it stays at eight, it's a, it's a totals market. I personally am not going to be invested. I don't think there's an edge. Maybe you can find one. If so great. I just don't, I don't think there's a lot of value here at eight. If I go under eight and a half, I would, if I go over seven and a half, I would, but eight, eh. Kind of a pass. I'll give a lead to the over. That one I really like. I'm going to wrap us up here. 10-10 Eastern first pitch. Rockies at the Dodgers. A nice night to start in L.A. Low 70s, but it'll be in the low 60s by the time this game ends. Winds be blowing out, kind of like it usually does there. About 10 miles an hour to start, about 5 to finish. So kind of a normal night in L.A. Herman Marquez will come back after exiting his previous game. I can't remember what exactly happened to him. Maybe a hand or something. Um, he's able to avoid an IL stint versus Mitch White. Marquez not nearly as bad as that 590 ERA. Advanced metrics say it should be in the mid fours. At this point, though, Marquez just projects to be average. Mitch White kind of projects similarly. He has better numbers, but of course you have the whole, there's some bad bounces that Marquez has been a part of and also just pitching in cores more so. It's going to inflate that ERA. I think these two pitchers are fairly even despite the fact that White has about a two-run advantage with him on ERA. Model thinks Marquez is a little bit better. I think it kind of makes sense. I don't think that's a crazy hot take. Obviously, the Dodgers' offense is a ton better. Dodgers' bullpen is a ton better. I said it yesterday. All I can tell you all is the model just thinks the Rockies are garbage. It is what it is. If you disagree with that take, that's fine. Um, I'm just I'm riding with it. I explained it yesterday. 
for the most part, when the model's taking these stances on teams, it's mostly been right. Not always, by any stretch of the imagination, but it's been right more than it hasn't been lately with regards to team quality. And so I'm taking the same play I did last night, Dodgers on the run line. The model says Dodgers minus 291 and the price is minus 220. So be comfortable in the money line. I just think that by dropping to minus 115, I think there's a pretty good amount of value here on this run line because we're saving over a full dollar on our wager there. Uh, so I think there's, I think one of the run line isn't really a problem here. Um, I think the Dodgers should decide to be on just like last night. And as we mentioned with the Dodgers, they're a team that it's kind of just been working where if you're on the, if they're going to lose, you'd rather be on the run line and, and lose less juice. And if they win, they mostly win by more than one. Marquez is the edge that the Rockies have. I'm just not sure he's good enough to handle these Dodgers bats. I really feel like if I'm going against the Dodgers, I want a pitcher that's a little bit better than this, or I at least want to have an offense with the pulse. Mitch White isn't anything special, but I have him as better than this Rockies offense is. So, um, and the other thing, of course, with Marquez, unless he goes deep, that Rockies bullpen gets involved. The Rockies have a couple of decent relievers, um, but Colomay is just Colomay and Bard are just decent at best. Beyond that, it's nothing. And so Dodgers just have too many, too many like really big edges with regards to the offense and the relievers and being home. And you know, like I tell you, the model just does not like this Rockies team. So I'm on the Dodgers. I'll take a run line, a great pick, just like last night. Hopefully they can pull it out again. Total eight and a half. I think is priced pretty well. I'll take over with a lean. The model might be underestimating this Rockies offense. This Rockies offense isn't good, but the model might be underestimating them a little bit. And so my my hunch is that nine is probably the right number for this game. But a night game in Dodger Stadium, as much as the ball's flown out more there this year, still isn't flying out like crazy. So it's hard to be too confident in an over, especially given that White could shut this Rockies offense down completely. And whoever comes in behind them in relief will probably do that. So I'm not overly confident, but I think nine might be the right number. So kind of a C-plus pick here for me on this over. Depending on the time of day you caught me at, you maybe could have convinced me it's a B pick. But I like the over. I think it should be nine. Main thing, though, I really just like to dodge on the run line just like last night. Hopefully they can get it done again for us. So to recap the A picks for me on the day, got a lot of sides and only one total. We're starting off in that late afternoon start. The Mariners plus 117 at the Padres. Got the Mets minus 197 at the Reds. Got the under seven at Angels Marlins at minus 110 odds. Phillies minus 155 at home against the Nats. Orioles minus 106 at home against the Rangers. Red Sox minus 119 at home against the Rays. I got the Cardinals plus 129 at the Braves. The Astros at minus 225 at home against the Royals. The A's is home dogs against the Blue Jays at plus 166. And the Dodgers on the run line at minus 115 against the Rockies. And that's all I have for you today. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Picks with the Professor. A reminder, you can check out that Google Sheet for model picks, projections, and results. You can find that link and more at the website, www.pickswiththeprofessor.com. If you haven't done so yet, please click that subscribe button to ensure all the sports betting content we provide on this channel is dropped right into your feed. I'll see you tomorrow. And until then, remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.